mobile phones, laptops, tablets, and everything in between. This is Sean and Sean, and you're listening to the Silicon Theory Podcast. Greetings, fellow tech seekers. Sean from Silicon Theory here, and welcome to episode 119, the one where we talk about the 2021 fall Google Pixel event. So a couple things up front. I will apologize in advance for potentially any audio quality issues that we may be experiencing. Got the uh, fancy new uh, M1 iMac uh, here on the desk. So uh, because it's a little bit cramped, I'm not using my normal recording uh, equipment uh, or normal recording area. So, um, and I'm gonna test out these uh, quote unquote studio quality mics on the iMac and see how things go. Uh, Ran a little bit of a test and seemed fine, but. Anyways, uh, if you hear any ambient noise or if the audio quality is a little bit low, I apologize in advance, but shortly I am going to ring up Sean P. We're going to talk Google Pixel everything, and um, I think we've got a lot of stuff to go with. So sit tight and enjoy the show. Sean Spring, how the hell are you? I'm good. Plunkett, what's up, man? Not much, man. It's kind of been a fun weekend and... Now it's gonna have Sunday night already, and just pour rain. I think all day tomorrow. So yeah, it's gonna uh, be. We, we look forward to driving in that traffic. Yeah, I know. It's supposed to be like a hundred percent chance of rain from nine to four p.m. It's pretty intense. So a hundred percent in weather parlance is actually like what fifty percent. Yeah, usually when they tell you that there's a fifty percent chance of rain, that means there's a fifty percent chance they're wrong. So okay, so we're, we're good. Fifty. We'll go coin flip tomorrow. Did you um? Did you watch Dune or no? I did. I watched Dune with my uh, son this afternoon, and uh, I really, uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, like, I've never read the book. I've never seen the first movie, and kind of had a general loose idea what the story was, but I thought it was really entertaining. Um, you know, really cool cinematography, really good acting across the board, and just a, a ton of, just so many really good actors in that movie. It's actually kind of insane, and I uh, can't wait for the next one because this was just the first part. Yeah, there was a lot of uh, hand-wringing on the internet about, come and see Dune, and then when you get the opening credit, it says Dune Part 1, and you're like, wait, what? This is a two-hour and 40-minute one-part or two-part movies? <laughs> no, and like, look, the story doesn't conclude, but I didn't find any of the... I didn't find it particularly long. Um, by the time we got to the end, it, it seemed about right, and I was entertained kind of throughout. Yeah, I liked it. So far, good. If you yeah. actually make part two, I'm in. Yeah, I agree with you. And having read the books and seen the first movie myself, I was actually very uh, eager to see it, and I was not disappointed. I thought it was pretty good. And um, my wife, who has not read or seen anything about the movies and books, also enjoyed it. So that's usually kind of my barometer for if a movie is actually good. If a quote-unquote layperson would be into it, then it usually is a pretty good sign. So I think we're with yeah, it. Yeah, my, my, my barometer was Jack about... 15 minutes in actually stopped uh, looking at TikTok on his phone while watching the movie and just watched the movie, which must mean that it's entertaining-ish because otherwise there's no way that happens. Yeah, anytime you can draw a tween away from TikTok, you're in good shape. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Good times. So now that we've spent uh, roughly two and a half minutes talking about nothing other than the movie Dune, um, Google uh, Google had some stuff going on on Tuesday, and um, I think we both, in our way, watched uh, or listened, and then we both, in our way, were insanely pissed by how terrible Google's website was at actually allowing you to order the phones that they just made, but... 
Um, and I submitted my uh, I submitted my review of the survey that I got for um, trying to reach out to somebody about missing out on the Pixel Buds um, freebie there too. So they're going to hear it from me. But um, overall, before we get started on the actual tech specs and stuff like that, what was your what was your impression of the event? You you watched it, right? Did you you stream it live or? No, I didn't stream it live uh, at meetings, but I, I watched kind of a recap. I think I watched the Verge's recap. Oh, the supercut, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and I watched another site that had a little more insight into specifically the chip stuff and the, um, so the AI stuff and the photography stuff. Um, and overall, they, you know, they showed us the phone a long time ago, so we knew what the phone was going to look like. There had been a lot of leaks coming out. We knew what some of the features were, but maybe not how they worked. But overall, I really enjoyed the event. I, this is, I, you know, we'll, we'll get to it later on, so I'm probably spoiling the, the lead a little bit here. But these are the most interesting Pixel phones ever so far. And really, they seem to be more invested in them than ever before. And I, I think the promise of that they've always been trying to hit, which is this is going to be Android's version of the iPhone. Um, and we've complained throughout the years that they never quite got it right, that they didn't, their, their messaging was mixed, uh, that the phones never quite lived up to that promise. We'll see for sure when the embargo list tomorrow and the reviews come out, but from, from, the, from what we've seen so far and the event, it feels like they're, they may have actually hit it or they're definitely closer than ever would be my main takeaway. Yeah, I tend to agree, and uh, I didn't watch the Verge Supercut, but I did. I have it. I had it streaming live on my phone at my desk while I was also doing some other stuff, and it, it was really it was interesting from the standpoint of they definitely highlighted a few main key points that they definitely wanted to to have the audience's takeaways. Um, the camera, the parody with the uh, um, image quality regarding people of color, a little bit about Tensor, and I think I read probably the same thing that you did from, was it Anantech? Or was it Ars Technica? Uh, yeah, yeah. Anantech was one of the ones I looked at. Yes, they had a good overview. Yeah, Ars think... Technica actually had a pretty, they had an interview with the uh, Silicon team. Yeah, that's right. That's what I think I read. So, um, yeah, I think there, there was definitely, it's definitely a different type of event. And maybe the most interesting pixel since the very first pixel came out where Google did some stuff. And I think the Verge cast did a really good job of highlighting like the very first pixel did stuff with computational photography that had never been seen before and really kind of revolutionized that space. And we've kind of come full circle with, you know, where are they at and, you know, everybody else is kind of caught up to them. And so this is kind of Google's evolution, I guess, of the Pixel phone and the Pixel brand to try and stay a step ahead of or maybe get back ahead of the competition in terms of what they can do with their computational power, their data set and machine learning information, as well as just the hardware itself, which they have had a hand in, um, maybe for the very first time, especially with specific things. So let's let's talk about the hardware since we've already kind of, you know, we've basically danced around it. Let's jump right into it. Um, I'll go over the specs of the Pixel 6, and then you want to talk about the Pro and, and then hit anything that I missed from the from the regular little guy. No, actually, if you want to go through, if you want to go through the sticks, talk about it, and then do the sticks prospects. I, I'm actually out walking some away from my computer, and I'm not positive, but I would know them all offhand. Um, <laughs> but, but go ahead. Let's start with Pixel Six. I'm, I'm also not positive. I'm not, I might know them off the top of my head, but I'm going to give it my best shot. So the smaller Pixel 6 has a 6.4 inch AMOLED display with a 90 hertz refresh rate. 
It is. Uh, it has eight gigs of RAM. It comes in two storage configurations. So the base model is 128 gigs, and the step up is 256 gigs. It has two cameras, a 50 megapixel main sensor where they are binning, and by binning I mean they are taking that 50 megapixel sensor and they're basically taking it down uh, to 12 and a half megapixels by basically using one pixel and, and then leveraging the four quadrants of it into one you know bit of the image. So you're not going to get a 50 megapixel image out of it, but you, you'll get a much higher quality 12.5 megapixel image out of it because of the physical binning that's being done. But that's the main wide aperture camera. And then they have a, um, oh crap, what is it? I, I think it's a 12 megapixel ultra wide. Um, I'm going to source myself on that while I do it because I know that the... Um, I know that the uh, the Pro has that Tele, and the Tele is a 40 megapixel, but the base one uh, has a one over 1.3 inch sen sensor on the back. This is a very big sensor. In fact, uh, Vergecast called out that it is actually a larger sensor than the iPhone 13 Pro Max has in it. It is just very, very big in terms of physicality, and that's represented by the big camera bar that's on the back because they had to house this whole sensor. Um, it is allegedly letting in or capturing 150% more light compared to the Pixel 5's primary camera. And the, uh, the price points here are $599 US to start, and that's for the 128 gig storage. And then you go up to $699, $100 more for double the storage, uh, 256 gigs. And uh, I think that's the bulk of it. Now, the both of... Couple, a couple other little things. This is the flat screen one. So yes, it's a flat sorry. You're right. Yep. Um, and battery size is 46. 46, 14. It's weird number. Yep. Yeah, it's bizarre, but you're correct on both of those. Um, yeah, no, I, it's very interesting. And you're talking about the price, and it's still... It blows my mind that the 128 gig base is $599. Yeah, it's crazy. That was, that was actually my number one takeaway from the event. Was Good. for what you're getting... Stacking them deep and selling them cheap? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's actually quite shocking. Last year, we gave them a lot of flack because the Pixel 5, the, the inclusion of millimeter wave was $100 too expensive. And it was 699 Yep. And this year... The unlocked Pixel 6 doesn't have millimeter wave, so it's $599, and there's a Verizon version, I believe, that's $100 more, if I'm not mistaken. That is correct. Um, but they actually separated them out. So, I, I'm going to say this a lot. This is actually a theme. Google actually did exactly what you were supposed to do, and I'm kind of shocked because they had a long history of not doing this, but when I look at the, the specs on the phone, here's the things that jump out at me. Um, the 90 hertz screen plus that giant battery should make for like ridiculous battery life I'm, you know the tensor's new we'll get into that in a minute but it should be like a battery life champ and then the the phone optics as far as the camera are concerned excuse me yep are a massive upgrade google was able to stay in the game last year i thought the pixel 5 was competitive with a sensor that was like three four generations old at that point and everyone at the time was saying oh they really need to get new optics in and they did and they didn't just get you know whatever optics they went out and sourced a really 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 high quality it's the samsung gn1 right i think is what it is sensor and 
their early returns from some of the, the hands-on stuff are just that it's amazing. And we'll, again, we'll see tomorrow with the full reviews, but we've talked about this before that the big things for consumers that I think they are sensitive to are camera quality, battery life, price point are the top three, probably for not people that are, you know, people that are enthusiasts, we're going to be in the tensor and we'll talk about tensor a little bit more, but at the end of the day, I feel like those are the three main drivers for people buying a phone, battery life, camera, price, and I think they nailed all three of those. Agreed. And a couple of other things and a big shout to GSM Arena for um, for sourcing me on this. So uh, the battery is 4614, actually, in terms of milliamp hours. So we were off by two milliamp hours. So I'll give us a bonus there. Um, it is a 1080p panel with a 20 by 9 aspect ratio. So it's going to be kind of skinny, but really tall. Um, it's Corning Gorilla Glass Victus on the front and allegedly Gorilla Glass 6 on the back. And it is also IP68 dust and water resistant, which is really nice. And um, the, the main camera, as I said, 50 megapixel. I was right. The ultra wide is a 12 megapixel. It's a um, 114 degree field of view. And it's a f2.2 aperture. So slightly, <clears throat> slightly smaller in terms of aperture because the 50 megapixel is an f1.9. So that's where part of the where they're getting in that extra light for you. The video camera will also now shoot 4K60. For one of the first times, um, you could shoot 4K60 uh, on the Pixel 5, but it took a software update to enable, and it was a little bit. Um, it's it's good. It's not great, but uh, as you've mentioned, some of the early returns on the photo and video quality seem to be pretty pretty good, and a lot of that is based on some of the um, stuff that Google was able to do by designing their own system on a chip, their own custom silicon, and that is the Google Tensor chip. Now it is. For those of you who are uh, spec nerds, it is, and I think you probably remember this off the top of your head, but it is two ARM Cortex-X1 cores, two Cortex-A76 cores, and four Cortex-A55 cores. And the reason that that's weird is because the current Snapdragon 888 processor uses a very similar configuration. It does use the same four Cortex-A55 cores, but it uses two Cortex-A78 cores, which are the new generation of ARM cores. And then it only uses one of the super high-powered Cortex-X1 cores. So Google's adding an extra Cortex-A1 core and then using last gen's Cortex-A76 cores for, for reasons that are undetermined as of yet. But well, so actually, not so first of all, you actually said it was one X1, two A78s, four A55s. The 888 is 1x1, 3A76. Oh, is it 3A76? Okay. 4, yeah, 4A75. So, so it's, it's still 8 cores total. Um, no, that's right. Google actually did give reasons. So, first of all, this chip's fascinating. They didn't only redo that interesting core uh, setup, but they also actually did quite a bit more than I thought, at least initially, uh, work on like cache size. Like, I forget what the actual breakdown was, but like the L1, L2 caches. They actually considerably increased the cache size versus um, uh, Qualcomm's implementation or Samsung's implementation of this kind of setup. For the Exynos and chips here? Yeah, and their, and their reasoning was um, why they did this setup. They were saying that for some of the intensive things, like when you're doing video recording, so you pull up the camera and you're doing video recording and it's using 
you know, it, it's doing the live image in the, in the viewfinder and it's actually doing the recording and it, it's high CPU usage. Basically, they just are running the two X1s at, you know, Max. three quarters throttle. Yeah. Whereas, and, and it sounds like overall better implementation in what they're saying versus Qualcomm's that I think is actually using the X1 and all of the A78s. I believe was the the um, example that they gave. So they do have specific workloads that they basically say, "Hey, we took these two larger cores, and I think they actually clocked them down. So the X1 cores are clocked down versus the implementation of the S888. And so they're basically saying you have these two large cores, and more frequently for a lot of the heavier use cases, what we're doing is we're running those." heavier cores but at a reduced clock speed as opposed to using like the whole top cluster like the S888 is where it's using four cores and overall this is a better user experience and gets better battery life now whether that'll actually happen remains to be seen but they seem pretty confident and a lot of what they're saying kind of makes some sense it's similar to what Apple does with their stuff Apple has two massive cores with massive cache I mean, I think some of their caches are like 32 meg, whereas on Android, they're like 8. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's a lot of the trick of why the 815 is so far ahead, is they have these two massive cores, they have the four smaller cores that are also ahead of the 855, um, and they use, you know, larger caches, and by virtue of that, the way that it handles workloads, Apple said all along this is a more efficient way of doing things, and Google is effectively, it sounds like, trying to replicate that, uh, as far as why they use 876 to A78, I don't think I actually saw why they were doing that, but I believe it might have something to do with the die size of the chip itself. Mm, the five because nanometer. Because the cores are so big, Yeah, I believe. Got it. So, yeah, hey, look, when this first came out, the rumors were basically that they had taken an existing off-the-shelf Exynos chip, and they were bringing it over, and it was effectively like last, I think it was the Exynos 1080 or something, and that all turned out to be completely wrong. This chip is definitely its own thing and is very unique in quite a few ways. Um, and again, we'll have to see in benchmarks, it basically benchmarks close to an 888, maybe not quite as high in some cases, but I think benchmarks a lot of times are nonsense. Um, this is just theoretical top speed, natural day-to-day usage. It'll be interesting to see when more reviews come out, especially when Nantech really digs in to see what they say, because it, they did a ton of work here. For sure. And the the big thing here is the the X1 and the A76 or A78 cores are high uh, power cores. And the lower end A55 cores are high efficiency cores. So the in this case, the, the TPU or the tensor processing unit can throttle up or down the cores depending on the workload. And I think in the interview that Sundar Pichai and Rick Osterloh did with um, Dieter from The Verge, Sundar basically said, like, you know, synthetic benchmarks haven't caught up to understanding how quickly machine learning processes take place on this core. So some of the synthetic benchmarks he's claiming may not be entirely accurate with how fast this new custom system on a chip could process things because it's primarily designed around artificial intelligence and machine learning models and, and, and data sets. So it, real, it will be really interesting to see when the embargo lifts what the actual day-to-day usage for this phone and things like battery life are impacted by Google's you know making of their own chip. And it is truly their own chip. It is not, um, like you said, it's not a... Um, 
you know, it's not a, it's not spare parts from Samsung that they threw into their phones like they have done previously. So it, it is very interesting. It is um, that that machine learning um, data model that uh, was the interview that uh, Ars Technica did with the Google Silicon team talked about how they partnered with Google Research and they really said, hey, how do we how do we use this chip to get more power through heterogeneous processing? And by that, they just mean like, can we use multiple areas of this entire package, this entire system on a chip and, and push more processing power across it? So you've got the TPU, you've got the custom made ISP to the image signal processor to process images. You're using part of the cores to leverage machine learning data sets and image analysis to, to process these images and give you that signature pixel quality look. And, and they're doing it at speeds where they're claiming that they can reduce the battery life to continue to have the same type of, you know, responsiveness that they're used to. Now, that same chip is in the Pixel 6 Pro. It has a much larger 6.7 inch uh, Quad HD Plus curved display. Um, it is LTPO. Or LP is it LTPO or LPTO? I can't remember. Yeah, low temperature polyoxide. Yeah, LTPO. And then that means basically that the dynamic refresh rate can go from 10 to 120 mega, uh, 120 um, hertz. hertz refresh rate, and that should give a very smooth user experience. It also has a much larger 5,000 milliamp hour battery. It includes that 40 megapixel periscope tele. Hey, Sadie. That uh, forty megapixel. Oh, is it? Barking at Sadie. <laughs> Sadie doesn't. Sadie doesn't bark when she's on the leash. Outstanding. She stares at them like, "Why are you? Why are you barking?" You That's know? it. But anyway, she's in stealth mode. But um, that forty mega forty megapixel four X uh, optical zoom telephoto zoom, which is done with that periscope style uh, thing, where the the actual lenses are perpendicular to the exterior lens of the camera, so that they can kind of you know fit more telephoto power in a much smaller space and it, it contains 12 gigs of ram for um for its capacity and there are three SKUs there there's 128 256 and 512 gigabytes of storage the base price for that phone is 899 which i think also kind of surprised us a little bit with how relatively inexpensive it is because some of the comments that rick osterlo was saying before was like hey premium phones have premium prices but I think 899 for the 128 variant is actually a really good value. Again, depending on the quality of tensor, the quality of the display, the the um, the 120 hertz, and how it responds to that you know that gigantic battery and, and what the battery life looks like. Um, but again, you know 999, and I think if I remember correctly, 1099 for the 512. I didn't look at much of the pros because full disclosure for the listeners, uh, I bought the Pixel 6 in the 256 uh, gig comparison we didn't even or variant we didn't even talk about the um colors which were fun and whimsical which is something that google often wants to do but um the uh, sorta seafoam which was my uh personal choice there was um quickly out of stock uh after you could actually order it from google.com um the uh, other colors there were cloudy white i think no what are some of the fun colors? There are cloud lights on the Pro. That's right. Uh, kind of coral. And what's the other one? I, I don't should, know what the black's called, but it's the black one. I should probably just pre-order it and find out, right? Uh, stormy black, 
kinda coral and sorta sea foam. So stormy black is the two-tone black with like a light gray up above. The kinda coral is pink and orange, and the sorta sea foam is like a blue with like a lime green up top. And obviously, I love all things lime green, and so that is why I picked the sorta sea foam. The Pixel Pro comes in uh, cloudy white, stormy black, and sorta sunny, which is an interesting like yellowy gold kind of color. So, you know, a, a little bit more pro, if you want to consider pro, professional. And the Pixel 6 is a little more touch of whimsy with their variant colors there. The coral and the seafoam are certainly uh, very eye-catching. Um, I probably would have been happy with, happy with either of those, but the Stormy Black, while it's a little boring, um, does have that kind of two-tone, um, you know, gray and, and black. So it's not completely boring. It's actually, um, you know, charming in its own kind of way. So... Um, as I've already mentioned, I bought the Pixel 6. Um, we both know somebody at the office who bought the Pixel 6 Pro. Um, the The word on the street, and we'll know this for sure when um, when the embargo drops tomorrow. Do you know what time the embargo lifts tomorrow, by any chance? No, I, I, I don't know if it's midnight or if I'm seeing reviews later tonight, or if it's like 9 in the morning, I'm not quite sure. But um, well, it might be noon Eastern, which would be 9 o'clock Pacific. Yeah, makes tomorrow. sense. Makes uh, sense there. So, uh, here's what I would say: the, the pro, the pro is objectively a nicer phone. It should be. It's more expensive. Uh, the screen is is nicer. Although we both, I've kind of come around on the curved screen thing to the not good side. So, but it, both have Samsung screens. So I think they're both going to have really high quality screens. It has more RAM. Slightly bigger battery, um, and it does have the telephoto lens, which is you know great. You can get uh, it in a 512 config if you want it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the more, you know, it's the, it's the flagship flagship. It has a higher resolution screen, although in practice, I'm not sure that you would notice that much. Um, so really, the, the takeaway here for me is I think it's a really, really nice phone, but I'm really interested to see what the reviews say tomorrow. You know, look, if money's no object um, and you're okay with the curved screen, I think you buy the Pro. Like, you know, if I were in the market, I probably would have bought the cloudy white Pro would have been my pick, but I have a feeling what the reviews are going to say is both are excellent and it's not worth the premium in money for most people because I, the Pixel 6, I think the Pixel 6, even though it doesn't have an LTPO screen, will probably end up with better battery life by virtue of the 90 hertz and the giant battery that it has. And I think the cameras are identical except for the telephoto and telephoto school, but not a necessity. And so, um, it seems as though, I mean, it's going to sound silly, but it sounds like, the, it seems like the Pixel 6 is priced, well it is, it's priced $100 lower than I was expecting. I was expecting it to be $699, $799, and the other one to be, you know, $999, dollars actually, or somewhere yeah. in that neighborhood. Agree. Where it's like, okay, you're, you're already spending the money, but $300 more, I, I guess the delta between the $599 and the $899 is like, well, it's nicer, but for most people, again, who are not spec nerds, you're getting the same chip, you're getting basically the same primary cameras. I think the battery life will be relatively the same, or the Pixel 6 may actually do a little bit better, we'll see. And so at the end of all of that, I go, well, it seems like the, the real showstopper is the Pixel 6 as far as price, value, everything else, and that's, I don't know, I just have a feeling that there's always gonna be a market for those, you know, at the top end, pro phones, but, I believe the best-selling iPhone is still the 13, right? Or the, not the pro models? 
I, I believe okay. that's correct. Yeah, I think the standard uh, iPhone 13 is still the best seller. The iPhone 12 certainly was the best seller, um, which was then followed by the Pro Max just because of the size and the battery life there too. But I, I have a feeling I'm going to agree with you there. And I, I've heard some rumblings that that might be the case. I've seen some folks who bought um, the 6 because they didn't think there was a reason to spend the extra money. And mind you, last year's Pixel 5, which was the quote unquote, you know, non-flagship flagship, was a six inch flat display, 90 Hertz also, and started at 699. And that was kind of the millimeter wave tax. And this year's phone does not have millimeter wave, or you can at least get a version of it without millimeter wave. So I ended up spending the extra $100 to double the storage. So I spent the exact same amount of money on this year's Pixel 6 as I did on last year's Pixel 5, and basically got essentially the same display, the same amount of RAM, double the storage, and then probably nicer, well, not probably nicer, literally nicer, everything else. But the number of cameras is the same. The um, the quality of the, you know, Gorilla Glass is a bit better. The um, size of the phone is a little bit bigger. It's, you know, four tenths of an inch, inch larger, which, you know, I, I laugh and say like, oh, the Pixel 5 was like the perfect size phone. It was everything. And, and then after having used it for a while now, I'm like, eh. You know, my wife's S21 is actually really good for streaming things. And, you know, I wanted just a slightly larger phone. And I'm I'm death on curved display. So there's no way after seeing it and after hearing some of the rumors of the shadows and stuff that I was really going to go with a pro. Um, I, and the sort of seafoam color just kind of sealed the deal for me. Like it's it's whimsical and it's it's fun. And, you know, I got the sort of Sage uh, Pixel 5. So that kind of is the, the next gen of that too. But I think you're right. I think the pro, I think people are going to love the pro when they get it. But I think all of the the tech blog boys are going to laud the Pixel 6 for being, you know, maybe the best value in smartphones. You get Google's custom everything, camera, processor, you know, design, uh, software. And, you know, at 599 for 128 base gigs of storage and 8 gigs of RAM, like, and starting right off the bat with Android 12, like, they've promised five years of security updates and at least three years of OS updates. Like, that is a, that is a, damn good value like a really good value and i don't know that there are too many phones that you could get here in the states that would offer that kind of compelling value except for maybe if it ever releases the you know galaxy s21 fan edition um that phone maybe because it would probably be priced like right in that same area and likely would have you know a nicer screen 120 hertz and you know a few other bells and whistles but Man, I tell you what, when I saw the rumor that it was going to be five ninety nine, I'm like, no way. There's just no chance. There's got to be wrong. Like that's a that that's a you know a European currency conversion mistake or something like that. And then I saw that it was confirmed in Target system, you know, as being this you know the eight ninety eight and the five ninety nine. And I just I couldn't believe it. I think Google really, you know, if if and again we'll see hopefully tomorrow and when I get mine. Oh, by the way, I checked the store. The shipping date has been updated. It says it could come either the twenty sixth or the twenty seventh. Which means that phone could it could be here at least as early as Tuesday. So um, that would be something. But yeah, I think I think the six may be kind of the bell of the ball. Um, but I, I think the Pro is you know maybe finally Google's first real flagship phone. No, I mean I think it compares very very favorably. An iPhone Mini is what six forty nine, and then an iPhone thirteen starts at. Gosh, I don't even know how high is an iPhone thirteen now seven ninety nine. Uh, let me look. I, I want to say yeah, I want to say six ninety nine, but let me look. I've got Apple's website up here actually. That seems too cheap. Might be possible. Um, and, and when you compare it, it's very favorable. Ninety hertz versus sixty on those two phones. More RAM. 
better camera. Uh, we haven't seen the reviews for sure, but I'm going to go ahead and put my uh, God on a limb here and say that I think the Pixel 6 camera is going to be better. I have a, fa- a feeling that battery life is going to be probably pretty close. And uh, so, yeah, no, I mean, it, look, it's kind of in that mid-range space, and that's not even taking into account there's a lot of carrier deals floating around out there where you can effectively get one on payments for free or what have you. Yeah, and, the iPhone yeah. 13, by the way, the iPhone mini, with, without any carrier deals or trading or whatever, but if you go to Apple's website and buy it today, iPhone 13 mini from 699 iPhone 13 from 799 Yeah, $799. I was going to say, I thought they got price increases because they increased the base story to 128 this year. Yeah, I think that's right. So, again, like, okay, so if you compare to the iPhone 13, it's $200 less. Straight up. And you get a high refresh screen and better cameras. And maybe the same battery Apple, life. And maybe yeah, the same has, speed. And Apple has its own set of advantages. I think the pixel design is more interesting, especially on the back. But even on the front, it has the single hole punch instead of the notch and all that stuff. Um, I prefer a fingerprint sensor to Face ID, especially right now when we're all still having to wear masks in a lot of places. Real true, real so, true. Yeah, it, it's, it's really, really good value. I'm just waiting for the reviews to come out, but I think it kind of becomes the go-to for a lot of people. And this another thing we're not even taking into account is the Pixel, the Pixel implementation of Android 12. I read a couple of hands-on people saying that, you know, it, it's so much better than the skins. Like, it really is just, it's better. Once again, it's kind of that thing where Google's version of Android has, I think for a while, some of the skins, didn't have parody per se, but they were also kind of, getting a little bit thinner um, and, and competed maybe a little bit better. But this time it sounds as though, from what I read, Android 12 really is quite a bit better on the pixels than other devices. And that's, you know, that matters too. You're still getting the updates straight from them and you're getting the version of Android that they want you to have. Uh, faster updates. They're still only doing three years of OS updates, they're saying as of now. Um, it'll be interesting to see if that increases as time goes by because now that they have their own ship, there's no reason they couldn't. You know, before they had to rely on Qualcomm for the binaries and some of the firmware stuff in order to keep support. Now, theoretically, they wouldn't have to do that, but they haven't committed to a longer time frame yet. Um, but yeah, it's just it's it's really good. I think this finally, to me, reviews pending, so we'll see. We haven't got our hands on it, but from what we have seen, this seems to be by far and away when they when they first described what they were trying to do with Pixel way back when when the first one came out. They've never quite hit it. There's always been something weird. Every generation, there's been something weird. You know, first generation, the design wasn't quite competitive. Second generation, you had the LG screen grainy issue on the XL, 2XL. Yeah. Yep. The 3XL had that weird notch. The 4 had terrible battery life. And the uh, face on lock, yeah. A little bit better, but, you know, Soul Me was weird. The 5, it sounds like, it historically now, becomes a very interesting phone. It sounds like the 5 wasn't necessarily ever supposed to come out. They wanted to do this tensor version of the Pixel last year, but got behind and didn't make it out. And so the Pixel 5 was kind of this, I don't know, Frankenstein phone that came out, which is ironic because we both love it. And there are some things about the Pixel 5 that I miss on this one. I like the the metal black, but, or excuse me, the metal back, but still had wireless charging. Yeah, That was a unique feature that I liked. And I think the size really was a nice size. It great is. battery life. It is. So for being a Franken phone, it's kind of interesting. The, the Pixel 6, excuse me, the Nexus 6 was the same. Yeah. The Nexus 6 wasn't supposed to be a Nexus phone and then something happened and it ended up being a Nexus phone. And um, it, it also, a lot of people like it, not my favorite. But anyway, um, 
stuff in the camera is really cool I've seen some hit or miss stuff with it it does better with objects uh, people sometimes than objects I think or vice versa but I mean the fact that you know you take a picture and if you want to erase something out you select it and they're using their AI to fill it in I think that's something a lot of people would love to have on their phone and from what I've seen works pretty cool under a variety of different circumstances um, you alluded to earlier they did a lot of work on making sure that people that have different skin tones I have the similar experience with high quality photos. Um, this is this was an area that I was kind of unaware, but they, I guess they tended to focus their, you know, camera algorithms on people that were fair skinned, um, and so Google this time went after uh, and did testing on people across a much wider spectrum of skin tone uh, to to make sure the results were kind of better across the board and ultimately up quality for everyone. And. Uh, trying to think the voice transcription is another thing that seems to stand out i, I read this in a number of places the the live voice transcription i even saw a comparison video today of a six versus a three and the six using the tensor chip like curb stomps it into the ground yeah i saw that too um, so if that's something you're using i think that's like it's, it's actually quite amazing that we've now gotten to the point you know, I, I think like 15 years ago, even it was like, oh, all those sci-fi videos where people are talking to things. That's ridiculous because they're terrible. You know, they're, they're, those aren't even close. And now today, it's it already just a short period of time later. It's like, oh, yeah, it does transcription in real time. And it's like really good, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, they, and, they did that in the um, the Google Translate demo, too, for real life or real time um, voice translation and some of the integrations with the chat app so that if you're chatting with somebody in a different language, you don't have to exit, translate it, then get your reply, translate it, and then put it back in the chat app between Google Messages and a few of the other uh, more popular apps like WhatsApp and things like that. You'll be able to integrate that directly into the Gboard. And um, that voice to text stuff is no joke. Like, I don't ever use my phone when I'm driving because that would be terrible and dangerous and nobody wants that. But if I was going to use my phone while I'm driving to respond to chat messages and things of that nature, that voice to text thing is really, really handy. And in that demo that you alluded to, the ability to capture nuance like punctuation or emojis or things of that nature really kind of take it to the next level. And, and their data sets, their machine learning data sets, which translate and make all of those things possible, uh, used to reside in the cloud. So the, the device would capture it, send it to the cloud, it'd get it done, and then the computational you know, stuff happens and then it comes back and then it gets rendered on your phone. And that still happens relatively quickly in terms of like, you know, the time it takes to chisel a mountain down. But in terms of being able to do it all locally and having the, the ability because of the chip to be able to do it all locally and, and have it happen in near real time, if not real time, is pretty remarkable. And some of those kinds of accessibility features um, are, are the things that Google is really focusing on and the things that they're really well known for. And it's it's just going to get better if they can refine the tensor pro, uh, the tensor system on a chip and the hardware that they have to make it, you know, I think in Sundar's words, um, you know, Google wants to be the helpful phone. And that is certainly one way that they could be incredibly helpful. Yeah, no, look, the original vision of being kind of this super well-rounded iPhone-like, iPhone for Android, not iPhone-like, this seems to fulfill that almost across the board. You have their own hardware that they've optimized the chip the way that they want. Um, it has, you know, a nice screen, great battery life. They focus a lot of energy on the camera. It has 
all of these helpful features. And the price, the, the price of entry is inexpensive relative to uh, other phones for what you're getting. So it really is exciting. It's the first time I again feel as though this was kind of the promise of what they were shooting for and they started the Pixel lineup and it, it feels as though they got it this time. And so I hope the reviews actually bear that out because everything we've seen so far, it's really exciting. And then the Pro, it's kind of funny we're even glossing over the Pro a little bit here, which is the one I would, yeah, you know, I said I would buy if it were me. But um, it, it's the Pro stands up too. I mean, if you compare it to an S twenty one Ultra, it's like, what does it not have? They're equivalent, battery life, they're equivalent, system on chip, they're equivalent, screen, they're equivalent design they're pretty much equivalent camera actually they may be ahead and that just hasn't happened before it they've never been competitive with the top hardware ever that i can ever remember and so i, I think this time they finally are kind of like getting there i think the pro if you compare it to a max iphone or the ultra samsung there's not really anything that it has a deficit in from my view and when you compare the normal pixel to a base iPhone or a base S21, you know, I don't know if it's a slam dunk for any of the, any of them over the other, but I actually think that you could make a, a very plausible um, argument that the pixel is actually the best value for the money and does the most for what you're getting, which again is not something you would have ever said ever in pixel history previously. Um, and the fact that they brought it in without you having to pay the millimeter wave tax this time um, is a big deal. Like that was something we really that bought that bugged the hell out of us last year. We really bitched them a lot for doing that, and with good reason. It was it was a mistake. They shouldn't have done it. If that if the Pixel Five had launched at five ninety nine, it's a whole different conversation. And this time they didn't even address that and did it right. So yeah, man, it, very very exciting. They just we might actually finally get that third competitor because right now we have the Samsung. Apple duopoly. Pixel's been trying to break in, but they've are they've always, quite frankly, been a niche phone. But Google appears to be all in, and they're pouring in considerable budget, time, resources, everything. And competition's great. It is. So, it definitely is. Know, and I, I hope this is a, a grand slam for them. Yeah, I do too. And if if it's measured by um, if it's measured by how difficult it was on launch day to get one of these phones, then it will certainly be a smashing success. The I'm going to check right now um, and see what the uh, pre or the lead date is on ordering these. So on the Pixel Six Pro, the two fifty six um, gig phone is out of stock. I don't see the five twelve option here, which is weird. Um, but the one twenty eight. Uh, let's skip this and see what the lead time is. I'll add it in cloudy white, which is one of the nicer colors to my cart. And see, guest checkout. Uh, let me see what the lead time is here. Sundar and, um, okay, so here you go. Standard delivery, priority delivery, or expedited delivery. The soonest you would get this phone estimated is January 18th to 19th of 2022. Yeah, that is, that is actually bonkers. Um, I hope they can actually get those supply constraints under control so that people don't move on to other things because we would all be better off if they're selling more pixels. Um, but yeah, I, I expect it to be a pretty 
Look, Let's see. Uh, his relative, they're not, you know, ah. they're not Apple, they're not Samsung. Sorry, the but Pixel, the 6 Pro comes in 512 in the stormy black color, apparently, though cloudy white apparently didn't get that skew. Let me see if Sorta Sunny does. Uh, sort of sunny only was 128. So let's take a look at the Pro in Stormy Black. The 512 and 256 are both out of stock to continue to waitlist. The 128, I will run up on it and see if it's the same or if it is any further out. Guess check out. Nope, same time frame. January of 2022. January's a long ass wait. I uh, again, I really hope they kind of get that under control. I know in COVID land, there's long wait times for everything, but boy, those are those are lengthy. But yeah, I mean, look, it, it's this is great. They they seem to be great phones. I'm really really interested in the reviews, and I hope they do really well. And I hope Google continues to kind of support this vision. Um, it sounds like a lot of companies now, Oppo is now rumored to make their own system on chip. Samsung is getting more serious about the Exynos again. Uh, and so a lot of these companies seem to be moving a little bit away from Qualcomm, which I, I think, again, is a good thing. For a while, there was it was just like all Qualcomm with a little bit of Exynos. And then once Huawei got destroyed and the hearing went away, there was there was Qualcomm could kind of do whatever they wanted. And it seemed same problem. It's like... When you only have one company, they, they don't really have any incentive to push forward. So I like that we're getting back to uh, to something that's a little more akin to when Android first started, when you had Texas Instruments and other people making chips. It's like, yeah, we're, we're suddenly living in a world where Google, Samsung, Qualcomm, and Oppo may all be making their own system mm -hmm. on chips next year, um, as opposed to just Qualcomm. And, and Qualcomm tried to shade Google and put this like, oh yeah, when someone makes their own, put up all these red flags. And was roundly roasted everywhere for it because it's fucking stupid. As they should be. Um, yeah, as they should be. Um, but yeah, it, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm really very optimistic though. Really Same like here. Them. And the, the Pixel Fold did not get announced. It's still rumored to be coming. And I have to say, like, I'm keeping my eyes out. I I have a. We've been talking a long time. I have a Fold Three, and it's great. I still love the folding phone thing. It's it's awesome, but. If Google comes out with a, a tensor powered Pixel Fold that has the same cameras as the Pro, that would be you know that'd be a cool phone. I, I'll tell you that. I would definitely take a look. Yeah, that's that's a very enticing proposition. So we'll see. It is um, the sort of C phone two fifty six, the regular Pixel six. Uh, you can get it uh, about a month earlier. It's available as of December third through December seventh, which is still. Uh, like 40, almost 45 days away. So these phones, uh, it's now back in stock because the last time I checked, it wasn't even in stock. So these phones are definitely in demand. Um, Rick Osterloh mentioned on that uh, interview that I, that I discussed earlier with Dieter from The Verge that they knew that the, the chip constraint was going to put a, a damper on some of their ability to sell these phones at least through the end of 2021 and as as we go into 2022 they hope to have some of those complaint uh, constraints resolved but um yeah it seems at least so far that people are very interested in the pro models and they are very 
very much out of stock in a lot of ways. So I think that could be good. Again, I don't know that Google's really going to give us any numbers about how many that they've sold, but I would imagine that this phone is going to sell probably better than any phone since maybe the Pixel 2. Um, you know, I know this. I'm going to say, I think it, I, I'm going to say straight up, I think it outsells. I think it outsells every Pixel so far. I think it'll outsell the Pixel Two. I, I think it'll outsell all of them. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about the A series. Like those phones sold quite a bit, but they were super cheap too. So that could be that could be something different. But um, and they they yeah, didn't. Yeah, I, I'm not including the A series. I mean, of mainline Pixel flagships. Yeah, maybe I think that these will sell more than any. And I actually wonder if it will sell. You know, we don't get sales numbers, but I think we do get like traffic numbers. So you can get some indication of how many they sell. I wouldn't be too surprised if this sold more. If the Pixel Six series sold more than the three, four, and five combined, not yeah. including the A's, just the mainline flagships. Yeah, I wouldn't that be wouldn't surprised. That wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Nope, I wouldn't. I would. I would agree with you. I wouldn't either. I know that, and I had a discussion with somebody on Reddit the other day about how you know the Pixel Five sold as many as they made. And, um, you know, there was a very small number, but they still sold as many as they made rather than the four, which they were basically begging people to take because they were trash. But, um, yeah, I, I think, and this came from that same interview, um, you know, Rick Osterloh said, Hey, this is, this is really our first shot, which is kind of funny to say, because, you know, there were pixels one through five. Um, so to say this is our real, really our first flagship phone means either they were kind of half-assing it up until this point, or they, you know, they knew that at some point, um, and Rick very early in the interview said, you know, when Dieter asked him, how long have you been thinking about doing your own custom processor? And he said something to the effect of basically the day after I started. Um, so they've been talking about it for a while. And this has been a, a very, you know, long time coming project. And I guess it remains to be seen what the, you know, what the verdict is. I may just stay up until midnight and see if any of those videos drop. But, um, you know, they, they are basically saying like now that they bought HTC's engineering team, that they're able to do some of the things with the partnership between Google Research and the Silicon team, that this was maybe the first phone that they've been able to do entirely their way. And so we're going to see what the entirely their way Google phone actually looks like, actually performs like, and actually helps us with, um, you know, in the in the coming days. And I'm very excited. I'm hoping that because usually the Ontario warehouse here in California is where my Pixel devices have shipped from previously. So I'm very hopeful that I'll get a shipping notification tomorrow and that it'll come on Tuesday and that I'll have an opportunity to kind of play with it. And then I'll, I'll bring it in the office. You can check it out and, you know, hopefully... Um, Hopefully Danny will get his soon too, and um, then we'll be able to do some comparisons and hopefully another podcast after we've had a chance to get some hands-on with the phone and uh, see what shakes out. No, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I also think it's funny that this is their sixth Pixel. And how many Nexus phones did they do? They did, what, six of those? I don't know the number off the top of my head, but it was quite a few. I mean, I own the 6P, I own the Galaxy Nexus, and I know there was the Nexus 1, the Nexus 6. So Nexus 1, Galaxy Nexus, Galaxy S, or Nexus, Nexus S, S was the second one. Yeah. And then we had Nexus the... 5, Nexus 4, Nexus, Nexus 6, Nexus 4, and 5, and Nexus 6. 5 and 5X and the 6P. I mean, they yep. like, so we've been doing Pixel slash Nexus phones for what? A long 12? time. A really long time. Yeah. More than a decade, for is, sure. Oh, Fred, yeah, this, this is, and this is the first one. But I agree with him. I know that sounds bizarre, too, but this this does feel like the actual first, like, not a reference design, the actual Google phone. It's, it does feel like the first one. That's bizarre to say. 
It is, but I think that that could be a very good thing for for you and for me and for consumers all over the place that want um, something that isn't an iPhone, but that works much in the same way that an iPhone does. Like you said, the things that are important to consumers, good battery life, good cameras, and decent pricing. And Google managed to somehow do all of that right this year. It, it, it has been a year or many years of pixels with fatal flaws, let's say. Um, and so it, it, you know, I know some people that, again, I see on the internet forums that are like, I wonder what the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro's fatal flaw will be. Um, and maybe their fatal flaw will be that it's just the first generation of Tensor, and so it doesn't do all of the things that we've been promised that it'll do. But it might be the kind of leap forward that really puts Google on a level playing field with the Samsungs, with the Apples of the world, which is funny to say about Samsung because they're like, hey, wait a minute, don't we sell Android phones too? But I, I think, you know, Google's got a ways to go before they eat into Samsung's market share. But this could be the beginning of something pretty remarkable for Google. And I'm, no, you're right. I'm mean, here uh, for it. Google, the, the Pixel and Nexus phones have basically been that meme of someone riding a bike and then they jam a stick in their spoke and then they're laying next to their bike and they're draining something. Yep. That's Google. It was like they always had to stop and put wound where it was like, how did you fuck that up, right? Yeah. And actually, I, I think you're right. The thing that's most remarkable about this to me so far is I can't figure out what they fucked up. That makes me a little bit nervous. It does. Because they, they have a history of at least like some really glaring issue or something really bizarre. Involved. But this time, it doesn't look like it. So we'll see. We definitely will. And um, yeah, more to come. We'll, we'll look at the reviews once the embargo lifts. We'll get our devices in-house. We'll play with them. We'll use them. We'll, we'll test them. We will do everything that we can to them short of, of putting them in a vice and breaking them. And, um, and then we'll see what Google has actually accomplished. I thought we were going to do a Ben test on yours. Hell no, man. Hell no. Jer- and, and then we got to do the Will, Will and Blend. No, on, no, you can, you can go to Zach for Jerry everything on that trash, man. I'm out. <laughs> Fair enough. Good times. Um, all right. Good deal. I'm going to go, I'm going to go run and put the kids to bed and, um, I'm going to end up seeing you tomorrow anyway, so um, take it easy. Appreciate the time, and uh, have a good night, my dude. May the force be with us driving in the rain tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need it. Later. Talk to you later, man. Thanks. And that's the show for this evening. As always, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, make sure you tell a friend and have them subscribe or uh, do whatever it is that people do with podcasts when you want to listen to them more often. Uh, I'll almost hit you with the YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and mash that bell so you're notified when the podcast goes live. Um, whether you're listening on Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Casts, or your other favorite podcast player, whatever it is that you're doing to support the show, we appreciate you. We thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your morning, evening, or afternoon, whatever it is that you listen to this, and we will talk tech again soon.